Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Um, it's just good to see familiar faces, and, you know, it's like being home. You know, um, Thursday back in practice, you know, full pads, so it felt really good. I'm excited. It was pretty much the same as last year. You know, um, you know, I was just kind of out there, kind of out there on the streets a little bit, and just waiting for the right fit. And you know, this has always been the right fit for me. And you know, I'm excited to be here. Excited to be back with the team. And you know, it, it's been a journey, but you know, I'm happy to be back. I'm a fan, man. I I, I root for Everson Griffin's success. You yeah. know, he's had some self-inflicted things. He's also just, I think, been dealt some bad cards in life, and uh, he's back in purple. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, with one mission statement. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Purple Daily is presented by Surly Brewing Company, and uh, we prefer that you watch Purple Daily on the YouTube channel on a TCL TV. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, and they got a brand new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, boys, let's dive into it here. We got, we're going to get to Tuesday Vikings trivia. I'm going to put you guys to the test again. Did like, see if you can last team week. up and conquer me. Mm-hmm. You guys have done pretty well yeah, we done in pretty Tuesday well. Vikings trivia. Um, but Judd's camp notes we're going to get to as well. And I'm actually like the, the first one that I want to hear about is Mike Zimmer when asked about the offense. What do you want to see out of the offense? Like you guys have scored no touchdowns your first two preseason games. What do you want to see in the third preseason game? And he said, basically said touchdowns. And I want, I want to throw the ball down the field. He said, I want the offense to throw the ball down the field we're not going to get it done with 20 checkdowns. I believe the exact Five. phrase was 20 checkdowns. Yeah, 25 yards. <laughs> so um, what are your thoughts on that, Zimmer? I think the, the, the perception here is, well, Zimmer is the one pulling the reins back on the offense, and he wants you to be smart and ball control and hand the ball off right. and don't take risks, right? 
which is a little bit of a misperception, but he's saying, guys, let's go. Let's push that thing down the field. Let's take some chances here. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that the comment on its face is pretty funny, uh, but if you delve into the comment, it's actually a very interesting question uh, because, look, Clint Kubiak, I believe, I'm not mistaken, is 34, okay? This is his first opportunity to call plays. It's his first opportunity as a coordinator, and he's not going to um, do things that are far off the page of what his boss, Mike Zimmer, once done. All of that being said, the offense to me, now it looked a little bit better, I thought, the first team offense with Kirk in practice yesterday, but the offense to me in practices and in certainly the preseason game on Saturday uh, has not looked probably aggressive enough, and it is not look, it's not looked like an offense that would at all uh, scare teams. Now, when Justin Jefferson comes back and when Dalvin Cook starts to play, Phil, that should change. But I guess my question for Mike would be, how much are you taking the kid gloves off of really Clint Kubiak to allow him to call the plays that you're talking about? And, you know, two of your ultimately incredibly important players to success there aren't playing. One in Jefferson because he's hurt. Two in Cook because I agree with he shouldn't play until the regular season begins. So the comment on its face to me strikes me as funny and, and it's an easy comment. I think if you're a fan or us to get behind and be like, hell yeah, he's right. Uh, But I also wonder how much he's contributing to the fact that in Clint's mind, he's also like, well, if I call this play and it gets picked off, guess who's in trouble? Me probably. So yeah, you shouldn't feel that way. If you're an offensive coordinator, I actually love this. I think if this is some sort of change in mindset for Zimmer, now, I've got some numbers that are going to be interesting here to dive into that kind of show, all right, well, how often have they been doing this in the past, throwing the ball on the field? Uh, but to me, this offense has huge big play capability down the field. First of all, it's predicated on play action and Dalvin Cook, and you're just inherently drawing defenders in and creating potential over-the-top home run opportunities. And then... You've got two of the most sure-handed receivers running those routes in Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. In fact, here's the first number I want to quiz you guys on. I'm not going to quiz you. I'll just give you the number. Last season, the Vikings had 65 deep passing attempts, meaning 20 yards in the air or more. How many drops did they have? So 65 attempts. Mm -hmm. How many drops? Zero. I was going to say that they don't have a lot of guys... Unlike the old, unlike the old days, they don't have a lot of guys that drop the ball. I mean, like, and it's not like you know, Jefferson it's not like a bunch of quarterbacks it. have. It's not like a bunch of quarterbacks have ten drops that they're staring at. But Matt Ryan had six drops against him. Pat Mahomes had four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson had four. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr had five. So, but but the the Vikings, as best I can tell here, are the only team in the NFL last year that didn't drop a deep pass. Mm-hmm. So you've got reliable receivers out there, and that uh, that sixty five attempts number was twelfth most in the NFL. Tom Brady had ninety one deep passing attempts, which was part of the criticism early on. Like Bruce Arians was just calling all these deep throws, and right, I think they probably limited some of those a little bit later in the season, but. The Vikings feel to me, with all the ingredients, if the offensive line can hold up enough, like they should be near the top of that list. The way that your offense is constructed, take those shots down the field yep. and maybe and maybe what, hit an extra home run or two. And what sets the, those passes up? Play action. 
No question about it, right? So if everything works as it should with uh, with Cook, the value of Dalvin is not just how talented he can be when the football's in his hands, but how Kirk can work off play action. The defense then has to suck up and, and be concerned about Cook, and Kirk has the arm talent to pass deep. But again, I'm just going back to I would love to sit down with Mike and say, have you altered things? Like, have you, you know, if Clint Kubiak's calling deep shots, which, by the way, would be great fun to watch, but are you cool with that? Are you going to be, because look, we've never really talked about this, but to me, one of the most interesting things, if you go back now and look at this from from the 30,000-foot view and a revisionist view, you know what we didn't talk about at the time? And it might not have been right for Kirk. But I become more and more convinced. John Filippo was trying to run an offense for modern times. He may not have been the best coach or communicator or there might have been some clashing, but he wanted he wanted to mod they they, they were throwing the most pass attempts in the NFL but, but what, for most right. of that season. But what I'm saying is, you know, Mike couldn't stand that and, and Kirk was like, I'm in shotgun too much and everybody had their excuse for why they didn't like it. And I feel like what we didn't at the time stop and do and say, Okay, that's cool. The head coach wants to run more and the quarterback's not comfortable, but the reality is is John D. Filippo trying to install and run an offense that at that time, what, 2018, at that time makes a lot of sense. It might not have worked. It might not have been perfect. But, you know, since then, we have seen this team very much go back to uh, let's ground and pound and throw deep sometimes as opposed to, hold on a second, we've got Thielen and Diggs and now Jefferson and Thielen. You know, let's use play action as much as possible and and let's make sure that we're driving the ball downfield more because – that's what is going to win football games, at least from an offensive yeah. standpoint of view, in 2021. I just, I just out of curiosity, how do the numbers stack up? They've basically attempted the same amount of deep passes in each of Kirk Cousins' first three years, 18, 19, and 20, anywhere between 61 and 65 deep passes. Now, they attempted more passes overall with John Filippo right. per game. They were just throwing the ball more, and Zimmer hated it. <laughs> Dude, you got to run the ball more. Right. Um, they've also been set up from a personnel perspective with the offensive line to run the ball more than pass or more than most teams would run the ball because they draft offensive linemen that can zone run block, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the way they've built their team. Uh, but 2019, all right, so again, Kirk Cousins, 61 deep passes. It was kind of middle of the pack among starters. Aaron Rodgers, 93. Jameis Winston, 99 deep passes has led the league. He also threw, well, he only threw five interceptions on those. So that wasn't as bad. I think a lot of his interceptions came on the shorter passes. So I think I think what's what's realistic is you're not going to throw like five extra deep passes a game. Like that's too much to ask for. But can you get me like one or two more shots? Re- replace a couple of Dalvin Cook handoffs with a couple of play action deep shots and see what happens. And maybe you, you hit one extra one per game and it sets you up for a better chance to score more points. Right. Every I mean, those are the incremental things that I think I would like to see with this offense being more aggressive. I would too, but the one thing that we have to keep in mind, especially for, you know, potentially the first 3 or 4 games of the season is if Rashad Hill is starting at left tackle, are you going to have the time to do that too? Because that's the thing about, you know, when Kirk checks the ball down, why? Cuz there's pressure there. So, I think that becomes a very important 
dynamic. And and I'll say this flat out uh, going into 2021. Um, this offensive line at the very best right now is probably the same as it was going into 20. Because if Rashad Hill's at left tackle, Riley Reef didn't have a great 2019, but we've talked about this. 2020, he came back and played damn well. Like, he played really well. And he's gone now. Um, I would like to think that Udo at right guard is going to be a huge improvement on Dozier, but we have to see that. You know, I think we're back to sort of assuming Garrett Bradbury is going to be fine, but we don't know that. Uh, Cleve- I, 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 I'm not assuming that yet. Okay, but I mean, that's fair. Not, not But my point yet. is we'll that's see. fair not to. And then Cleveland being negative, Mackie. <laughs> no, but I'm Yours but, is always I'm negative. Creating, you never say anything nice about the. I'm creating Vikings. I'm creating the thing where this might not be all Kirk's fault, too. Now, now, look, I expect a lot from Kirk, but I'm just saying everything's Kirk's fault. Everything's Kirk's you fault got, on the show. You know the rule to get the ball. <laughs> one take. You know the rules. Um <laughs> to get the ball downfield, you know, you got to have some time. So so the Rashad Hill thing at left tackle can't be understated as far as importance starting week one because that's one place where if you get pressure there or pressure from the interior, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see. I don't, I don't know how much – again, we don't really know how much the starters are going to play in this third preseason game. They haven't really tipped their hand, right? No, although, although Mike basically came out after the game on Saturday – and said the starters on offense almost certainly have to play some. The offensive line. They just don't get hurt. At this point, I'd rather just go well, into week Dalvin one Cook, fully healthy. Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson should not play. And they Thielen won't. shouldn't and, play. And, they won't, he, and he won't play. He's, but he's if those guys aren't, and if those guys aren't going to play, then what's the I'm point just of playing you, the first I'm telling you what offense? Mike said, yeah. Um, well, get Mike in here so I can debate him. Mike said, well, and Mike was frustrated after the game, so he actually might have rethought this by now. But, yeah, Thielen's out hurt with, I think it's a right thigh bruise. Jefferson, there ain't no way he's playing. And Dalvin Cook, as far as I'm concerned, until until he's close to being washed up, should should never play in a preseason game again. Yeah. And, by the way, Adam, might be a bruise right. on the thigh is a long way from the heart. Heart candy. So he yeah, and stop having bruise your quarterback. Bruise on the thigh is a long way from the heart. Stop having your quarterback throw you on on a slant route right right into the defender who tries not to hurt you and See, accidentally. Not, it's does. always Kirk's fault with you. It's always Kirk's yep. fault with you. I was just defending Kirk, and you guys didn't. You almost like that. made it. You and almost you made like it. That, so I went Thirteen minutes into this episode without bashing Kirk, it's ridiculous. Um, let's get to Judd's camp notes here. We're true. gonna get to Judd's camp notes and Vikings trivia presented by Moon Motorsports in Monticello. So 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello. These are the type of local businesses we love to support on Purple Daily, and we hope offer some value to you guys as the audience. So from motorcycles to ATV, side-by-side snowmobiles, they have the largest inventory selection in the region, and they carry 10 brands, Honda, Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, BMW, Ski-Doo, and there's four more. I'm not. You can just go check them out at uh, moonmotorsports.com and see for yourself the amazing selection if you like to get out and have some fun uh, with uh, with these motorized vehicles. So, again, moonmotorsports.com. Judd Zolgad, your camp notes, if you will. All right, camp note number one. Everson Griffin is back in the fold. Now, he's wearing 58 right now, which is odd. It is odd. Very odd to see him in 58. 
Okay, who's wearing 97? Michael Pierce's. And according to Griffin, no, no, according to Ev, Michael Pierce actually approached him yesterday and offered the number back. Ev said, we'll wait and see. So I don't know if there's, if he like is going to pay him off or what, but he flat out said, Pierce offered me the number back. I think he'll take it. 58 looks really odd. I can't get it. I mean, why would he not just take it on the spot? Why why is it wait and see? Well, he might have, who knows, Pierce might have asked for something. I certainly would have. That that can be a rich transaction. I would not, if I had a number, I would not just, especially now, if I'm a rookie, i probably just say, that's cool, take it. But if I'm a veteran, no, nah, I'm going to get something yeah. for what it. Would, if you're Everson Griffin, but but you're but you're Judd Zolgad version of Everson Griffin, so you don't, you don't have to think about what Everson would want, Judd Zolgad, what would you ask, or if you're Michael Pierce, I'm sorry. Yeah. What would you ask Everson Griffin? Uh, Twenty five grand, and dinner, and dinner, and dinner, and dinner. And dinner. Yeah, Michael Pierce, With, I eat a lot. All the fixings too. All the trimmings. Let's go to Murray's. So he's going to give you twenty five thousand dollars, and then you guys go to dinner together. Yeah, and he's paying for that too. I'm a professional <laughs> athlete. What do I care? Twenty five grand is like twenty dollars to us. Why the or dinner? Us. If he's already giving you twenty five grand, just so you can bond with him after taking his jersey. No, because I'm Michael Pierce. I'm always hungry. I want more food. I'm a big man. I'm a big man. I'm a nose tackle. Damn it. I'm head up. I'm I'm head up on the center. I'm a zero technique, okay? I want the dinner. And twenty five grand. I love how it's twenty five grand and, and we're dinner. going to Jimmy John's. And it's no, on not, you. no, we're not going to Jimmy John's. We're going to <laughs> we're going to Manny's. We're going to Murray's. We're coming. Applebee's two for one Donovan appetizers. Donovan said, Hey Burger King, we're coming. I would go to Applebee. I'd go for twenty five grand and I would go to Applebee's for two for one appetizers until they were out of mozzarella sticks. Mm-hmm. We'd, so, we would, you'd have to sit there and just watch me. So so Ev also <laughs> said yesterday in his press conference that he still has to apologize to Kirk for calling him ass in a tweet last January in a three uh three thread tweet that basically also and this is the most to me to me the ass comment is funny. The second part though which throwing Zimmer under which the is bus. basically but but that's true. Like Zimmer didn't, didn't want him either. Did, right, but he Zimmer's didn't make, like, dude, what are you doing? But he didn't make that up. Like that was like okay, I'm gonna defend Kirk here. He's not ass. Like ass is a guy that can't play at all. Okay? So <laughs> who is okay, which quarterback in the NFL is ass? Oh, there's a lot of third quarterbacks who are probably qualify as is ass. Is Jake Browning ass? I don't want to say that about the kid because <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for calling him that. Like that's a Real, that that's a personal attack, I feel like. Real quick, you know what's hilarious? Like the, the, the Zimmer drive by inclusion in those tweets. It yes. was, you know, it's like the three of us on the show would be like if I said, Hey, Declan Goff is ass, and Judd thinks so too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ask, yes. ask Judd. But what, what if you I think? did? But that, that's the thing is, Mike, Mike, Mike didn't want Kirk. I mean that that tweet was not incorrect. He was not making things up. He oh knows that God. for a fact. Like we've always thought that, and he knows that, and he tweeted it out, and then he deleted it, and it's like. But here's the here's the interesting thing about the about the apology yet to come for Kirk. Everson said that he basically had talked to Rick Spielman and Zimmer about it and apologized to them because, as Phil said, and he's right, you basically threw the head coach under the bus completely. It's hilarious. Under the bus. Yeah. But but he hasn't, but nobody said, okay, next up, you have to go downstairs right now. Kirk's in the building and apologize. So clearly, Spielman and Zim said, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> All right. I, You're forgiven. I, I, 
I want to clarify something because I, I saw a lot of the responses on some of the clips from the show that were being shared on social yesterday. They're like, you guys, they're all adults. Like, what do you think's going to happen? Like, they're going to throw down. No, like, of course they're not going to throw down. Kirk, first of all, Kirk, I could never see Kirk, like, getting into a physical altercation at practice. Agreed. Um, that would be interesting to see, like, quarterbacks boxing each other or something. Um, but, uh, no, I don't think there's going to be a physical altercation. But, you know, it's, it is – I'm sure Kirk – has seen and felt the comments and probably probably feels a little, I don't know if he feels hurt, but it's like, it's not something where you just see Everson Griffin at practice and you're like, what's up, Everson? Great to see you again. <laughs> like, you know, that guy kind of hates you. So it's, it's just, it's just kind of a thing that probably needs to be smoothed over. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what's not ass. What's that? Surly Brewing oh, Company. Oh. oh, you got that right because it's wow, delicious and furious. Oh, furious is so good. And, and of course, we appreciate our friends at Surly for sponsoring, presenting sponsor, if you will, of Purple Daily. And here's the great thing. So Surly offers you you options. They offer you options when it comes to their beer, and they also offer you options when it comes to how you consume it in what type of mood. What do I mean by that? Well, if the Purple is winning and having a big game, you cheers Surly, perhaps the Furious, because you're happy because they're doing well. But let's say they're not. Let's say Kirk is playing like... Not well. I won't even say ass. Let's say Kirk is struggling. Well, then you might head to the fridge and pick up a Furious, and you might not want to cheers it, but you'll certainly drink it to drown the sorrows. And you know why you do that, Declan and Phil? Hmm. You do it because we all do enough settling in life. So crack open a Surly Furious. Enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle. Go to that fridge and get your Surly. Love it. All right, what's your next camp note here, Judd? My next camp note is a very interesting sort of nuanced takeaway from a man who has watched far too many practices. Garrett Bradbury is trying to make a statement in camp. Garrett Bradbury yesterday got into what I would call the um, most interesting altercation of camp, hot day, so not a lot of fun. Armin, or no, 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 I'm sorry, Jalen Holmes and Garrett Bradbury got into a fight that went on for a, a while and ended with... Stephen Weatherly having to essentially drag Jalen Holmes away and Garrett Bradbury on the ground, very upset. And now there was an earlier training camp practice a couple weeks ago in which Garrett Bradbury and Armin Watts also got into it, not as much as the two yesterday. He, but I, Garrett Bradbury is clearly trying to make a statement that he knows if he doesn't have a good 2021 that he's in big trouble here. Yeah. And two, yeah. I think he's tired of being pushed around by literally. big guys. Literally. Yeah, no, yeah. literally. So Garrett Bradbury to me, like the whole, we, we can debate the, oh man, a fight in training camp practice. Is that good? I don't know. But what is good is Garrett Bradbury is clearly trying to show some feistiness and he's trying to show some toughness that we probably have not seen previously. Vikings fans should hope that this translates to games. But this is a guy who definitely, especially in pass pro, needed a more of a mean streak. I think he's trying to show that now. I love it. Yeah. He, I mean, he is definitely, I think we, we haven't talked as much about him collectively because the right guard competition is so important. And Derisaw hasn't been practicing at left tackle because he's been hurt. And so it's kind of like left tackle, right guard are the big question mark spots right now for the offensive line. But Bradbury in pass protection has been the lowest graded center, according to PFF, the last two years. He's been really bad as a pass protector, and that's a big problem for Kirk Cousins. So I like the fight. 
I don't know if we need guys, you know, ripping each other's face masks and stuff, but like a little, little, little fight, little chippiness, a little pushback toward the tail end of training Amen. camp here. I'm, I'm all for it. Football. Yeah. All right, training camp note number three. Um, as Didi Westbrook continues to sit out practice, like he's been in there a few times, and he'll catch some punts and stuff. But but his return from ACL surgery that he had last season with Jacksonville, he's still not there yet. K.J. Osborne continues as a receiver to impress. He had a great day on Monday, uh, made a few nice catches. The most impressive, and this is good or bad, but to me, it's good. Kirk Cousins' deep ball down the left sideline. K.J. Osborne against Patrick Peterson, one-on-one. K.J. Osborne adjusts his route and goes up and gets the ball and beats Peterson. Now, you could say, oh, boy, and be like Declan and say, what if Patrick Peterson is not good? But this was a hell of a catch. It was a very nice route. And I think that K.J. Osborne has, at least in practice, completely 1,000% solidified the fact September 12th in Cincinnati, he is the third receiver. And they're going to need him to be productive to some extent because, I mean, just the number three receiver needs to be productive. But, like, there's a good chance over the course of a 17-game schedule that Adam Thielen goes down with an injury. Um, Justin Jefferson already got banged up during a training camp practice. So it's just hard to expect full health from both those guys. And you can't just have a guy at wide receiver. Like There's got to be someone that can make a play and maybe catch five passes for 90 yards and make some noise. And so it, it seems to me like K.J. Osborne does give the Vikings the best chance for that if he has to step in and play full snaps for a game or a month or whatever it may yes. be. And he is... A better receiver than return man. I'm telling you, return wise, he just doesn't have a burst. Like he can catch the ball, but he doesn't have that Cordell Patterson burst. Um, as a receiver, though, he runs good routes. He's got good hands. So, like, I, I think ultimately KJ Osborne's success in this league is not going to be on punt returns or kick returns. If they'll stick around, it's going to be receiver. And I don't know that he's great, but he's definitely reliable and good. All right, I got another one for you. Real quick, on that note, on the receivers, I think the the way that I'm envisioning this is Jefferson Thielen and then K.J. Osborne as the third, and then D.D. Westbrook and Smith-Marset as also receivers on the depth chart who return kicks and punts for you. And don't forget Declan's guy because he's going to make the roster. Okay, so six receivers. Six receivers. And and Chad Beebe. He's fine, Declan. Yeah, we'll see. Why do you hate him so much? I don't He's, hate him. You do. I'm just I'm I'm you can't sick. Stand him. He's fine. It's deja. It's Groundhog's Day. This is like the fourth training camp. We're talking about Chad Beebe competing for the third wide. Either either you're gonna be it or you're not, Chad. Like how many times are you gonna well, get this? He's chance? just a depth guy. But he's reliable there. Yeah, well, and if he's, he has he's not to step reliable, in, I can tell you right now, he's missed half his more than half the games he's been played in ever since he came to the Vikings training camp four years ago. He's not reliable. He's actually the opposite of reliable. Training camp. Find no, someone else. Judd. Training camp. Find no. else. Training camp yeah, note. Find, find a more durable borderline roster guy. Yeah. Training camp note number four. Justin Jefferson has made his return to practice, took part in the entire session on Monday. But during the seven on seven drills, please cue up the football. Uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, seven on seven. Yeah. Football. During seven on seven drills. Mike Zimmer had him don a red number 18 jersey, ordinarily reserved for quarterbacks. That meant do not touch the merchandise. You can shop at the store. You can look. 
I love it. But unless you're going to buy, do not touch. <laughs> Justin Jefferson back at practice, making plays, making catches, all great to see. But if but he, before Kirk, is going to be given plexiglass to put around him because nobody needs to touch him. It's a very smart move, yes. We talked about this on Mackie and Judd earlier today. Um, just don't risk injury. This is, there's been enough bad mojo and just bad vibes around Vikings training camp and just things haven't gone really according to plan so far for many different reasons. Just just Justin Jefferson, just stand off to the side, yeah, catch dude. some passes. No one come within 10 yards of him. Get him to week one fully healthy. That's that's the biggest priority offensively right now. All right, give me the breaking news sounder because I didn't put this in oh. the notes, but it's the fifth note. And, and I didn't see this reported elsewhere. I buried lead on purpose. But this is the type of thing Purple Daily yeah. presented by my friends at Surly Brewing give you. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, this is my fifth Surly. And I'm going to give you football-y football that we're going to be drunk on in one second. Very subtly yesterday, very subtly, the Minnesota Vikings, first-team offense at times, took Ole Udo off the field at right guard and replaced him. But they didn't do it with Dakota Dozier. The ship has sailed on Dakota Dozier. Very subtly getting a few first-team snaps, Wyatt Davis. What? Yes. You withheld this for almost a half hour? I withheld this for almost a half hour because... It's been like almost 24 hours. No, but he's saying for the show. Still. But he's saying for the show. But I'm going to tell you right I'm now. Looking, I'm looking at. I'm looking at the email you sent yes. us with no, it's notes, not and I don't even see this in the email. It's not. I told you I withheld it. I withheld it. This is why you have to stay tuned. You see, this is where I've learned in the newspaper business. You blow this up. In the podcast biz, if you didn't wait for this, you missed it. You missed it. <laughs> see. I'm telling you, you're, you're you're shaming people that purple, aren't watching this or purple, listening to this right purple now. Purple Daily, if you don't stay tuned to the end, you know what this is? I slip something in the credits, okay? And all the cool kids are seeing it, but the kids that ducked out, they're not seeing it. I like it. This is we should do this every time. We should let the credits roll. Yeah, and uh, you know, we this can, is Ferris Bueller. Hey, come back. We're not done yet. That's so the end we, of Ferris you know, Bueller. Oh, hey, so the episode's over. Sorry, guys. Wait, breaking news. Breaking news. The Vikings just tra- the Vikings just traded no. for Tom Brady. I'm watching, oh my god. I'm charting the I'm charting the line combinations and I notice Dude. and I notice why Davis like sneaks in there first team. I'm like what? I'm like did I really see that? Interesting. And then I saw very it again. Now it's very very few snaps, so it's not, you know, it's not a lot of work, but it's ve- but they clearly so I think he came to camp not in great shape. And like I think that there's a, a lot of corrections to be done here. But they clearly have seen – so they don't – as much as they have slammed in the past PFF, like they use those grades as well. Yeah. And, and like PFF's not wildly wrong. So when Wyatt Davis plays – grades out as well as he has in the two preseason games. And then gets first team reps in practice and practice the next couple exactly, and Interesting. You're, and you're not going to say as a team, oh, the PFF stuff's all wrong. Wyatt Davis sucks. He's our third-round pick. You're going to say, yeah. you know, yeah, this kid's playing pretty well. This is intriguing, very intriguing. Yeah. So anyway, I saw him. I feel like we in... should do. Is there another practice? Are you going to be observing today? Yeah, I'm going back today. Or is it? I think I'm if this continues today, to be a trend, we need to blow this up. Yeah, as the executive producer of this program, I'm, kind of, I'm a little upset. 
a little upset. We could have we could have led with this. No, it was very few snaps. It's not enough to no 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 no. It's okay. not enough. If he had been well, the least, first team, communication. If he had been the first, Wyatt Davis, new starting right guard no, for see, Vikings. No, you see, click this bait, is where bait, yeah, bait. this is where I will draw a line because I'm out there watching, <laughs> and it was very few snaps, but they did it, and that it, and that's it, worth. It. But again, you know what? A lot of people by now might have jumped out of Purple Daily. Twenty-two minutes, and you missed out. Wow. Vikings cut Oli Udo. So impressed with Wyatt Davis. That's, I'm, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. All I right. saw it with my own two eyes. I charted it a couple times. It was very intriguing, but it's not a move. It's just, it's. I think what it is, it's inching closer to we got to give the kids some chances. All right. All right I like it. Those are Judd's camp notes here on Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. Surly. And I've got, some, I've got some Vikings trivia for you guys here as I do every single Tuesday. And uh, trivia is presented in part by this amazing new pair of uh, Vikings scratch game or scratch games, I guess, through the Minnesota lottery. So uh, there's a $5 game that can win you up to $100,000. Pay that man his money. Comes in a cool holographic design. So even if you lose, you got a cool holographic uh, scratch off ticket. It's pretty cool. And there's a $2 Skull game that can win you up to $15,000 plus great second chance prizes like Vikings tickets and merchandise. Get pumped and say, I'm in to Vikings scratch games from the Minnesota Lottery. Must be 18 or older to play. Also, our friends at Federated helping to power Purple Daily throughout the 2021 season and helping to power business owners. If you're out there and uh, you know the world is just so chaotic the last couple of years and you just want a great guiding hand, a hundred plus years of knowledge and expertise and resources to help shield you from potential risks. It's like your offensive line. If you're a business owner, you don't want it to be rickety. You want a guy like Wyatt Davis, first team right guard, Wyatt Davis. This is what happens. Standing in front this of This is what happens. That's what Federated is. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys. Let's roll. Here's your trivia question on this Tuesday. You're working in tandem? You guys get three incorrect guesses or I win. Okay. And this is just a one-answer trivia question. What is the greatest Vikings team comeback of the last 25 years? And and just as a disclaimer, um, is it, are you looking for the points and the team? Like, I'm looking for the team that they played. Okay. And I'm looking for, I mean, I'm not going to hold you to the year, okay. but like if you can give me a, a general time frame within, let's say within uh, one year on each side, if your memory is a little foggy. And then I'm looking for the deficit that they overcame within, I'm going to say within uh, one point on each side. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it tough because I'm giving you three wrong okay. answers. <laughs> and by the way, if you guess one of the elements wrong at all, it's a wrong answer. Okay. So confirm on yourself. So okay. I'm looking for the greatest Vikings comeback of the last 25 years. Okay. I'm looking for the opponent. Okay. I'm looking for the deficit. Jeez. Oh boy. And the and the you know the the year is optional. The year is optional. Oh boy. Okay. Um, okay. Trying to think here, man. I'm trying to think of big, like twenty plus point comebacks. Yeah. Even in the last, like in the Zimmer era. Oh well. Okay. Well, how about this? Mm-hmm. The Broncos game 
the digs gained? What was that? Was twenty one? Was that twenty one rip? It was twenty or twenty one rip. Yeah. Okay, so that's. I mean, that's on the table. I wouldn't say it's for sure it, but that's on the table. Yeah. So twenty one rip Broncos Stefan Diggs game, and that's the Stefan Diggs game. It's not the Kirk Cousins game. Yeah. Who's um, googling? Who's googling? I nothing. Typing. I'm writing down Declan's on my typing spreadsheet. Something. Spreadsheet. Declan's type, spreadsheet. Typing I, I put oh my god! There's all the scores Stephon of Vikings games. Oh my god! Yeah. No. Oh no. my god! That was Declan's social security it, number. It, on it's, that it's my incredibly unorganized, organized so, way I complete our tasks every day. So hold, so hold on a second here. Okay, yeah, the Broncos <laughs> one is good. Um, um, so we're going back 25 years. So that would be approximately 96-ish? We'll say the, the 96 season all the way forward. When was the... Okay, so thinking out loud here, Declan, so I'm not talking uh-huh. to Phil. The comeback, the the miracle at the Meadowlands comeback in the playoffs against the Giants for Denny Green. Okay. But I don't know that they were. I don't remember what they were down by in that one. They were I down, thought, but I don't. But I don't know if I don't know that it was ever super substantial. Mm-hmm. They were just down. Uh, but that was a big comeback. This is a tough one. Yeah, this is tough, dude. I mean, we get three wrong guesses, right? Do you want to throw the, the Broncos yeah. out there? Let's, let's just throw it out there to clear it out. So, yeah, the, the Broncos game. So you're guessing one one element here is Broncos uh, The game. Broncos game, 21-point deficit. Of oh, let's give it to you. It's correct. It's a oh. correct answer. Oh, beautiful. Oh. There it is. It is the greatest nice. comeback of the last 25 years. It was one of the great comebacks. That's history. true because I, I remember the graphic. CBS, I think, had that game, and they did have a graphic that it was one of the great comebacks in the NFL, I think, at the time for, and for that's halftime. Be- and that's because of Mr. Game-Winning Drive, Mr. Yep. Yep. Fourth Quarter Pharaoh himself. Stefan Diggs. The Dagger Doctor, the secondary slayer. Uh, so, yeah, in that game, the Vikings were down 20 to nothing. That was November 17, 2019, and they won the game 27-23. Some other great comebacks on this list, if you go back in the full history of Vikings football. the Can you guess the greatest comeback ever? Is before before the 25-year window. I couldn't tell you. Only was, Judd would be. Was it the 1977 Tommy Kramer San Francisco game at Met Stadium? Yeah. Wow, dude. Wow, wow dude. I told you guys. Oh, if, if I go seven, if, if I go back this to that, and I can right get, here. I can't tell, I can't tell you what the 2010 <laughs> Wild did, but I can tell you about like Vikings history. Like yeah, he, he came so, in. Yeah, December fourth, 1977. Yep. And, at, uh, at the, and the, the Niners were not that good that year. That was no. that was kind of before Pretty like Joe Walsh. Montana. They were awful before Bill Walsh. And Montana. So the Vikings were down at one point. They were down twenty-four to nothing yep. in this game, about midway through the third quarter. Yep, Kramer came and in. they came all the way back and they won that game twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Jim Plunkett was the aging veteran quarterback. Do you have who for the started Niners. a quarterback for the Vikings that day? Bob Lee. Bob Lee, right? Because Kramer. So if I'm not mistaken, that all coincided with Tarkenton got hurt for the first time in his career. He broke his leg at the Met against Cincinnati. And Bob Lee took over, and Kramer was a first round first round pick, I believe, from Rice at the time, and that's the one where they just plugged Tommy in, and it was a fantastic comeback. Old Tommy went nine of thirteen for a buck eighty eight and three touchdowns. I just redeemed myself for my for my very poor amazing. wild performance on uh, Wow Mackie Great and Judd. performance. Like Random season recall out again. I, Hopefully, I keep kind of bailing you out a little bit. What's amazing that? Performance. Nothing. Oh, it's Denver. Yeah, no, that was good. Well, we worked together as a Tuesday. Wait, hold on a second. We we worked together as as a team. You did a great job. 
You didn't bail me out. We're both in on this. I love how Declan's the teammate. We're like, his teammate's like, nice job, Dex. He's like, shut up. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I bailed you out. <laughs> it's no like Phil, Phil very specifically says, okay, you guys are going to work together as a team in tandem. And no, man, De- I got this. Dex is like, well, your name's on the show, there, so uh, I bailed you out. Yep. There ain't, there ain't no I in team, and there ain't no we either. So, yes, that is, uh, that is correct. Wow. All right. I when are you guys going to admit you. that you were wrong tomorrow, tomorrow. and every Wednesday yeah. with our Write That Down and Accountability Sessions? So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Daily Vikings Entertainment presented by Surly Brewing Company. We'll see you for write that down tomorrow.